Hi, and welcome to another episode of Short and Spooky, the podcast about anthology shows from the 80s and 90s. Uh, my name is John. I'm sitting here with my buddy Tom. Hi, Tom. <laughs> yeah. What's up? Hi, Hi John. That's so funny. I feel like nobody does that. I remember seeing that on Beavis and Butthead where Beavis calls Butthead Beavis like as a joke because like people didn't know which one was which. I didn't think anybody accidentally mistook themselves well, for well, someone I, else. I never know. When you bring us in, I never know if you're going to like uh, be the one saying my name like I'm with Tom or mm-hmm. if you're like I'm alongside my co-host and then you give me the the space where I'm like, oh, okay. So in my head, I thought you were going to do that. So I it was like... I'm Tom, <laughs> and then I just said, hi, Tom, because I got, you know, caught up in between thoughts. But just to clarify, you are not high. No, I don't. I don't partake. Ooh, the little first baby sound. Yeah, so uh, for those listening, uh, we have returning guest, Baby Jewel, with, of course, parents, Justin and Tori. Hi. Uh, today, Tori is in the hot seat. Uh, glad to have you back, Tori. Thanks. I'm happy to be here. Yeah. I, I, I was hoping to get you in sooner because uh, I think last time we talked, this was the episode that you had mentioned that you wanted to do. Yes. Um, Weird, which we'll get John into later. Yes. told me about the show, this was the one I wanted to do. It, yeah. Mm. So, uh, yeah. Let's not jump right into it because there's a lot to talk about with this, but uh, I would just want to know, how are you guys doing? You're asking me? I said you guys. Okay, all right. So um, I'm doing good. Yeah. How's it going, Tori? Oh, fine. I how, have to go back to work next week. I'm done with my maternity leave. How long did you get off? All together, <laughs> like six months. Oh wow! And what do you do for work? I'm a teacher. You're a teacher. Oh mm-hmm. right. Yeah, she's actually has a, a pretty big YouTube following, from what I understand. Yes. Oh yeah, nice. It's you just read me books? reading books. Yep. Hell yeah. <laughs> Let's backpack on that. Let's well, promote that a lot. So it's called Miss Elliot Reads. <laughs> all right. And so, uh, is there certain age books or like uh, genres? I started it by reading the books that we were reading class for my students. So it started with To Kill a Mockingbird, Ooh. and then I did The Sword and the Stone. And now I'm on to Pride and Prejudice. Oh, fun. Um, Roughly, what do you consider some of your personal actual You're reading The Stand right now, I'm reading The Stand right now and loving that. I've been on a Stephen King kick for like two years. Have you ever um, read anything by his son, Joe Hill? Yeah. You got me a book for Christmas. Which was it? Like Nosferatu. Oh. Mm -hmm. He he wrote a book called Horns that was made into a movie with Daniel Radcliffe. I saw the movie. But um, yeah, the movie ugh sucked. But he Joe Hill wrote a comic book called Lock and Key that's being made into a television series that looks really cool. Um, But there's a really great short story written by Stephen King and Joe Hill called In the Tall Grass. One of the best short horror stories I've uh, read for a while. I remember listening to an audiobook on a little like road trip and being freaked the fuck out. Like listen to it at night, super good. Uh, sorry, didn't mean to uh, steamroll you there. Uh, what's your reading? Um, well, actually, it's funny that you mentioned that lock and key graphic books because my husband got them for me just recently. So I was reading the first one of that, which was really good. Yes. 
Um, and then mostly getting into some like true crime, like Mind Hunter is yeah. what oh, I'm fun. reading now. Uh, Tori loves murder. Ooh. Yeah, that's she... how Justin introduces me. <laughs> this is my wife. She loves murder. Okay, hey. But like, shout uh, out to the dads again. We <laughs> yeah. love dads. So we love dads. We, we got one in the room with us. So <laughs> thanks for coming in and being a dad. And thank you for being thanks a mom too. Yeah. And thank you, Jewel, for being a little baby. We were all there once. <laughs> I was, I believe. Yeah. I was probably I'm... bald back then, too. I was bald back then. <laughs> Very cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, Tori, uh, just real quick, one thing I wanted to mention, uh, you said you wanted to do the episode we're talking about today, which is an episode of uh, Are You Afraid of the Dark? Uh, but for the last several weeks, we've been doing trivia, and that's actually uh, somewhat related to our trivia team name. Uh, we've been going by the Midnight Society. Oh, awesome. We've been going, mm-hmm. playing, uh, doing a trivia at this pizza place uh, out in Lafayette where they live. And uh, Have you have you just been getting laid constantly when well, people hear that Well, we have name? been winning free desserts. Yeah. Uh, s'mores, pies, and I mean. Awesome. Appetizers. Is yeah. it just general trivia? It, they change a lot, but we've we've had a lot of luck because a lot of them are literary, and we got an English teacher here. Uh-huh. Awesome, yeah. Um, real quick, back to the book thing. Uh, did you ever read The Alienist? No, but I want to. Is we that like a, watching the show? It's the show's. I never saw the show, but I read the book like four or five years ago, and it was awesome. If Is you it, like murder and true in crime, it's okay. about like um, a turn of the century thing when people were first. Uh, starting to establish like forensics. fingerprints and forensics, yeah. yeah, all that jazz. Really good. I wasn't sure if it was like something people read in high school, like To Kill a Mockingbird or. Mm. What do you think? What What is like the top three of of like the high school? I read The Great Gatsby's got to be up there. Yeah, Catch from the Rye. Uh, sorry, my wait. Phone is someone's ding- dinging. I dinged. All right. Uh, Catch from the Rye. Yeah, that's Never a read big it. one. Uh, Romeo and Juliet. Mm, yeah, I read it. Yeah. Of Mice and Men. Yeah. I still think uh, East of Eden's better. I agree, but Of Mice and Men is way more fun to teach. I remember being, yeah, really bummed out, knowing what was going to happen at the end of that book. And How'd still, you know? Uh, I think my mom <laughs> read it to me when I was a kid. Spoilers, Mom! Spoilers! The I know. parents are always the spoilers. When I hand out the book to the kids, I'm like, hide it in your backpack. Don't tell your parents you're reading this. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Did, yeah. uh, my English teacher loves murder, and you can't see my homework. Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry, everything's great. <laughs> it's all. Hey, she's a kid. You can't be. A, you know, <laughs> you can't be a killer if you're a kid, right? Um, did uh, did your did your guys' parents uh, read to you at all before bed? Because my mom did constantly. Mm-hmm. All of my us. My mom did too, all the time. Some of my favorite memories are like sitting there and have my mom reading. Um, like uh, we had this big old collection of like like Knights of the Round Table kind of stories and things, like big books. And yeah, I, I adored lying there uh, with my siblings, all five of us sitting there and listening to it. Did you, Johnny Boy? I uh, don't remember being read to. Oh, there's Baby Jewel. Um, but I was always reading books. Like, that's how I got hooked on Goosebumps. Not a fan of Goosebumps show. Super fan of the Goosebumps yeah. books, at least up until like number 25 or 30 or something like that. Then it got a little silly. How specific is that? That's so insane. I mean, like, there was a point when I was like 
so excited to read the new Goosebumps book that like I would exercise because I was a little fat kid and like my mom be like, okay, we're going to take you to go get the new Goosebumps book because I knew it was out. I think I told you before and I went to the bookstore and there was a fucking kid who was in my class and he got the last copy of the book and I was so pissed. But you couldn't fight him because you're a fat kid. Well, not there in the bookstore. Did you do like anything <laughs> sinister or like? I mean, I think I like about? hit him with a, you know, tether ball or something. Um, but I remember when I actually read that book, I was very disappointed by it, and I think that was when uh, I was all jaded with the series. Tori, were you, were you a Goosebumps reader? Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. I was always and, a... um, Fear Street. Sorry, Fear no. Street. Yeah, those were the ones that I liked. They're like a little more edgy, a little more grown up. I don't recall those. Maybe hmm. they, we didn't have them on the East Coast. There's a really good podcast I'll give a shout out to called Teen Creeps, where it's uh, two comedians and they read these types of young adult horror books and talk about them. That oh, really? Fun. Yeah, it's yeah. a pretty fun one. Way better than our podcast. Hey, at least you don't have to read anything. That's true. <laughs> you can just sit there and watch it. For the idiots. Yeah. Um, any news on uh, when Are You Afraid the Dark is coming back? Uh, from my understanding, they have moved up the release date one week. Still coming out in uh, October of oh, this wow. year. Oh, wow. That's a while. Yeah. I mean, we got enough back episodes to keep us occupied. But I'm telling you, we got the reboot of Twilight Zone. It's just getting more heat now more than ever. Jordan Peele's adaptation. Uh, I think the latest I read was that Seth Rogen is going to be an episode. Mm. Not that that's necessarily a huge yeah. draw, but... I'm over him. Okay. Uh, so, Tori, uh, what type of things uh, scared you when you were young? Was it movies and TV shows? Was it scary stories? Was it bad dreams? Uh, Creepy teachers that are into murder? Nope, not that. That would have been a cool teacher to me. <laughs> You're like, teach me everything. Exactly. Let's see. Uh, I would have a reoccurring dream about elephants chasing me. Wow. And it was always Darth Vader on top of the elephant like, coming wow. to get me. <laughs> wow. So that was pretty much the scariest thing. That is Darth amazing. Vader, huh? On yeah. an elephant. Uh, did you imagine him like all like zombied out inside? Like, or was it just like the robot? Yeah, head? I don't think I ever got that far. It was just the armor and like a flying cape and the big red lightsaber. I can see that. I can see that. You know, like you can look up like what things mean in your mm -hmm. dream. I don't think you could look up what that means in a dream. Like you type in your search bar, I mean, like Darth Vader riding on elephants chasing me, and be like, <laughs> no, can't help you. I was gonna say initially it reminded me of like the Winnie the Pooh. Like elephants and heffalumps and, and woozles. woozles. Yeah. Know. What? There's a, uh, what? I think uh, Winnie the Pooh, Winnie what, he gets drunk or something? Or he has a nightmare, maybe oh, from eating yeah. too much honey. Mm. And he has these trippy psychedelic nightmares what? where these elephants mm -hmm. and weasels. That they're called heffalumps and woozles. And they're like neon colors and spotted and have stripes and stuff. They're crazy looking. So, okay. Just a little backstory. Tori is a huge Disney nut. Okay. 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 So, I have to assume you've seen DTV. The yeah. old Disney Halloween special episode that they had music 
with old Disney footage cut on top making music videos of those. Mm -hmm. And they used one of those uh, Winnie the Pooh things to like feature that. And I remember seeing that. It's also the first time I ever heard Sweet Dreams by the Arrhythmics. <laughs> uh, what else? What is happening right now? I'm I've sorry. I've never heard of this. I, yeah, well, we're all over the place. It doesn't matter. Um, I have no excuse for your fear of Darth Vader, though. No, yeah. but I can pinpoint the elephant thing. Oh, really? Which I think was a circus coming into town, and then my parents were like, you're going to ride the elephant. And I was like, no, <laughs> I don't want to. And they're like, no, you're riding it. So it's like uh, the good old... I just carried over. Sitting on Santa's lap, where you're like, yeah. this is fun, right? And the kid's like, fuck this, I'm out. It was the worst. <laughs> I have a fun Santa story. Oh, I thought you were going to say a fun circus story. So uh, my two older brothers are adopted. Yes. And they're black. And I remember one year we went to uh, F.A.O. Schwartz in New York City, which is Hell, really... Yeah, mm -hmm. we used to have one here in San Francisco. Oh, they did, really? Yeah. Dreamland. And uh, I was like five, so my older siblings were like between five and ten. And Santa was black that year. And my sister, like, as soon as we walked away, she went to one of the two older brothers. She's like, you guys are going to get so many presents this year. <laughs> and it was, like, totally innocent. It's like, yo, you know this guy? I, I uh, My parents love this story. Is when I was, like, three or four, um, I asked my parents what age I turned black. Because Aww. my two older brothers were, were black. And so I just figured, you know... That's what's gonna happen. I had freckles. And I was like, I'm, I'm on the way there. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. so that's adorable. FBO Schwartz though was so cool. Oh, like yeah. I don't know if you ever got so to go cool. to it. Did mm -hmm. you? Yeah, the one in San Francisco. Oh, it was like all the toys would be like doing things. There were, I remember there was like a train track that uh, a train going around, and we had I think there was like a Jack and the Beanstalk like giant model that it, like the Beanstalk. Like, went from one floor up to the next, and there was, like, a, a giant yep. climbing it. I didn't remember the uh, the keyboard you dance on, like, in the movie Big. Um, they. Um, I was always looking for that. Like, that uh, was... Because I remember that movie. At, um, not at F.A.O. Schwartz, but at the Boston Museum of Science in Boston, uh, there's a stairway that has that thing. So, like, when you go up the stairs, it... Every time we touch your st the stair, it goes, you know, boom, 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 boom. But uh, a couple of years back, they, they stopped it because I'm sure employees were starting to blow their brains out having <laughs> to hear this. <laughs> we're like, I can't deal with this. No. I never got anything at F.A.O. Schwartz, though. No. I like, mean, that was the whole point. You go there and fuck around and play with all this shit yeah. you couldn't afford. I always associate it with Home Alone. Mm -hmm. Why? Because I think that's what... Um, Oh, no, Duncan's no, no, no. is supposed to oh, be. Oh, yeah, Duncan's Toy Chest. Duncan's Toy Chest. At Home Alone 2. Yep, yeah. Lost in New York. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I like how he writes the letter and <laughs> on the rock that he breaks the window with. I just thought that was great. It's like, I had to break your window to catch the bad guys. Big Home Alone fans here. We love Home Alone. Mm-hmm. Almost as much as we love dads. Not as much. No. Uh... So, sorry, besides the elephants, anything else? Do, do you remember watching this episode of Are You For The Dark as a, a child? I don't remember watching it per se, but I remember what the monster looks like. And my memory was surprisingly accurate when I rewatched it again. Any, um, any fear of the water? 
Yes, totally. Okay. Drains mostly because Ooh. of this episode. Like right. I can narrow it down to that. Well, that's awesome. I I just I'm, want to tell you sorry. that uh, we're very happy you're here today and that we're doing this episode because um, the last two episodes we did were uh, episodes uh. of Freddy's Nightmares. It was a two part continual episode. Justin, uh, you remember we did an episode last time you were here. Yeah. Oh, that was rough. So it's nice to be doing something that I consider, I mean, compared to what we just did, this is like high art. This is like... (laughs) Very happy to be back here and to be afraid of the dark. Yes. Uh, This one was great. Well, we'll save all of our opinions for... I just made Trump hands. Yeah, you got Trump hands. (laughs) Just Trump. They're normal size hands, though. They're not very small. Uh... But yeah, this episode was requested by Tori, and it's actually good that you, you know, reserved it, because we actually had multiple people request to do this episode. (gasps) Mm -hmm. Thank you for saving it. You got in here first, so we had to honor your request. We Um, love moms. We love moms. Um, But yeah, this episode we're talking about is Tale of the Dead Man's Float. Yes. And... uh, Season five. Episode one. Episode one. Uh, So yeah, I think... uh, Lots, a lot changes in this one. Do uh, oh yeah. So let's you know just start off talking about the Midnight Society. Um, first and foremost, Frank is gone. Frank's fucking out of here. So where we, do you think he went? Okay. <laughs> so he's they go. Frank's gone. His family moved, and in my head, I'm like, oh, so his dad lost his job at the factory. Like you I, know. You know he's because they try to make it seem like he's like the bad kid. Like I thought he was like it was an excuse, and he's just that juvie. Like, oh yeah, like they sent what him was away his crime? Um, stealing a flannel shirt. Stealing flannel shirts. <laughs> well, yeah, something it, Canadian. Um, underground uh, maple syrup <laughs> distribution, probably. <laughs> I got uh, the good shit. Uh, how familiar with the Midnight Society are you? So I watched a lot of it as a kid. Mm-hmm. I have not seen much of it again. Yeah, I had uh, some bootleg DVDs, and I brought them over to their house. And uh, it was funny. Lux, uh, Justin's other daughter, who may be a guest on the show. Oh, how funny would that be to have like uh, a tween on the show? Yeah, the- shutting us down with more astute observation. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> what's cool and what's happening. Taking over for me when I get killed by a you know a fan of the podcast. Crack David Chapman. Uh, but, yeah, so it's just funny. Uh, she, she, I feel like you guys know who the Midnight Society is. At least I hope so, or else I just completely steamrolled our trivia team name. Uh, but, yeah, Frank, who got on our nerves constantly, is no longer here. Uh, and Gary's like, okay, we got to get a new member. And Tucker, his little shit brother, brings in this guy, Stig. Who they refer to as new meat. Yeah. So they bring him in with the bag over the head. I love that. Well, so just to kind of give both you guys and whoever's listening uh, some of metal mental picture, I was Stig. So imagine Stig, but a fatter, greasier Stig. That was me. Like, I had the greasy hair. I had, like, the fucking oversized 90s clothes. It was not a good look for me when I was 13, but pretty much you can imagine Stig, and that was me. Especially the fact that he was ostracized by the other members of the Midnight Society. Uh, uh, I wrote down John. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, pretty much. Uh, not to ruin anything, but when, when I saw him trying to... Uh, 
eat the dust. Oh my god. I was like full on John. Uh, okay. <laughs> well, uh after last episode of Freddy's Nightmares, I'm no longer a fan of dust. Uh but yeah, so <laughs> they bring Tucker brings in this dude Stig and they bring him in with a a bag over his head. And they pull it off to like a reveal, like. Hey, what what's he do right when that bag comes off his head? Uh, he assaults Kiki by <laughs> forcibly kissing her, and then they're like, "Uh, sorry, we're gonna let him like audition to be in the Midnight Society." And I was like, "Yeah, sorry, Kiki, you thought this was a safe space for you? No, we're gonna have somebody who <laughs> you've had problems with in school, who you already dislike." Who is forcing himself upon you? And his name is Stig. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is that a Canadian name? I. What What do you I, think it's short for? The uh, stigmatism. Oh, yes. <laughs> he wasn't wearing glasses. Maybe he needed them. That was the problem. I don't know. I feel like that was. I don't know. They should have called him like, I don't know, like Lunchbox or fucking Boomer or Beefer or. You know, it's something... It's something like garbage, garbage pail kids' names that yeah. you're just listening off. Uh, Pimples. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so they, they bring in this dude, Stig, and they're like, all right, Stig, you got to tell us a story. Uh, by the way, Stig and Tucker are wearing the same outfit. They call him Grungy Boy. <laughs> I was like, yeah, why? Isn't that cool right yeah, now? Yeah, like, they bring him in to be like, ew, isn't he gross? And I'm like, that was the look. Mm-hmm. He had the cut. And, like, in the 90s, yeah, it was all about, like, having your grungy, dirty hair and oversized flannel, so. And Frank had a flannel before, yeah. so, like, they're kind of doing, like, a like-for-like like, re- replacement, basically. I mean, yeah. I mean, Frank was, you know, a babe. <laughs> <laughs> I just, Frank was, uh... R.I.P. Frank. Yeah, rip Frank. Wherever you are. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was the that's the Midnight Society. So we, we're hearing Stig, he goes, this is my best story. So he's like, I really got to impress you guys. Uh, cut to 1954. Oh, man. Uh, this is a, a fun little backstory that they show to establish uh, what's going on. Uh, we see a kid swimming in the water. You guys recognize that kid? Yeah, it's a uh, dude to this in all the Judd Apatow movies. Jay Baruchel. Yeah. Uh, the Sorcerer's Apprentice. He's in the live uh, action Sorcerer's oh, Apprentice yeah, yeah, yeah. with. Okay, I know what you're doing. <laughs> with Nicolas Cage. You're like, uh, I love Disney and I hated that. We see, <laughs> Not because uh, he's Canadian. We see a kid at a pool with a lifeguard, a kid swimming by himself. Uh, and the lifeguard is supposed to be watching him, Charlie. You're not watching this kid. He goes off to listen to rock and roll and make out with his girlfriend. But you know how he can tell he's a lifeguard? How? Says it right on his shirt. Oh, okay, all right. (laughs) I thought it was the way he grabbed the lifesaver when he jumped in the small pool. Oh, my God. So much authority. That jackknife, like, he didn't even dive. He just, he makes, like, a T and, like, pulls one leg up and, yeah. I, I could I they they really dropped the ball on that lifeguard bit right there in my opinion. So we got this kid. <laughs> he's swimming in the pool, starts to smell some shit. And he's the younger brother of the girl. Of the that's girl making that's out with the making out with him. Yeah. I don't what happened to her? Whatever. We'll we'll get to that. Uh so all of a sudden the kid starts like getting shook around like 
like Ace Ventura style, like which is of course parody of Jaws being sloshed around back and forth. Um, I actually noticed a lot of parallels between this and Jaws. If you notice, whenever they have the underwater scenes, they have like a violin, or at least like a oh. MIDI controller violin. It's like, and it's like kind of like a psycho, like meets Jaws, like thing. And I'm like, I don't know how subtle they thought they were being, but it's pretty fucking obvious. Yeah. I wrote the word Jaws down in my notes like five times. Jaws. Every time they had those underwater camera angles looking up at the feet flailing. Yes. Yeah. So I feel like this is one of the things that they really capitalized on because, like, yes, everybody who saw the movie Jaws was fucking scared of the water because they're afraid of sharks. How can we make everybody scared when they're just in a swimming pool? We'll have a monster in the swimming pool and you can't fucking see it. Yeah, I'm like, so therefore, what, whenever your friends are in the water and someone fucking farts, <laughs> everybody gets scared, you're like, oh man, what's that smells like eggs? Oh it's my like, god, <laughs> it's the fucking monster. Oh man, that was, yeah. We, I watched with a friend of the podcast, Marcus, and there was a scene like when they're first floating around the boat, which we'll get to, where he's like, the guy's like, do you smell that? And Marcus goes, it's my farts. <laughs> my bad. Yeah. Uh, so the kid who jumps in the water gets thrown around and mysteriously disappears before the lifeguard can jump in and save him. Cut to modern day Canadian high school science class. And, uh, there seems to be a little bit of a problem. Uh, this kid's volcano, too explosive. Yeah. Um, (laughs) I have a lot to talk about is it just me or does it seem like every time they show a science class in any kids show it's always a volcano yeah and i like how i don't know but do you ever do you ever have one do you make a lot of volcanoes in your english class no 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 volcanoes no no no. i mean like when you're growing up did you ever do like that classic thing of i did a volcano it's what making baking soda and water oh dude i used to have this toy it was mad scientist it was the fucking coolest toy so check this out you had these little snap together snap together uh pieces and you could make a monster skeleton with like crazy arms and weird skull then you have this clay to like mold onto the bones and you make this little like monster creature and there's like baking soda in the clay, and then you drop it in this vat with like vinegar in it, and all the skin boils off the fucking skeleton, leaving just this monster skeleton underneath. Oh, that um, one! It was fucking uh, amazing. I felt like I, I'm. That's like something a serial killer would just just like enjoy. I just got a little creeped out by the way you were like so happy. So, about uh, Tori, you're on board then, right? Yeah, I love <laughs> Tori. Her. I totally right want one. I looked at Tori to be like, this is kind of weird, and you're like, I'm into I'm this. I'm like smiling at Hell yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I'm like, okay, this is like when people talk about, you know, when they get arrested for killing 12 people, they're like, I, I enjoyed seeing the inside of the skeleton of the squirrel when I was four years old. That's normal. Yeah. So, you made volcanoes? Uh, I never made a volcano. I saw a lot of them. My point was going to be that, um, this is not, like, they're trying to establish this kid as this, like, nerdy, scientific, the, smart the, guy. The main kid, name is Zeke. Zeke. Zeke very man. cool 90s name. But also a very, like, geeky mm-hmm. 90s name. Like, uh, Marcus was saying, like, his, uh, his in his class in Santa Barbara, the nerd was named Zed. 
And so I'm like, oh, all these Zs, like that, like that was like either really cool or you're really nerdy. It's with a Z name in the '90s. I feel like Zeke was always. Uh, it sounds I don't know. cool. Zeke. Yeah. I'm Zeke? on the nerd side. Yeah, Zeke nerdy? sounds like Values. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, Z- Zeke the geek. Well, I mean it rhymes. <laughs> yeah, so therefore it's true. Could be Zeke the freak. Oh, that was like in the sack. That was like uh, in, <laughs> <laughs> when he got to college. Yeah, who knows? Yeah, uh, but yeah, Zeke. Uh, well, I love my, this. So my, my point was that um, they're trying to establish him as this like really smart guy, and well, they yeah. show him doing like the most basic science experiment or demonstration every kid did for the most part and he fucks it up yeah mm-hmm. so stig who's telling this story <laughs> baby jewel does not like stig apparently so when stig is telling this story he this is how he describes zeke he goes zeke was a dip a loser who liked school and like that's how he describes him he's like okay this guy's a fucking square clearly stig doesn't do well at school um, he fucks up his volcano, and the science teacher's like, I guess I'll get the custodian to clean up your fucking problem. <laughs> well, he le- okay, he leaves the class. Yeah. <laughs> which is like, you never do that. Yeah, well, who don't knows? do that. Canadian. Bad, bad teacher. Yeah. I remember when when I was in school, whenever the teacher would leave, it was like three, 30 seconds of anarchy. <laughs> Just like throwing things around. Yeah. Like pulling out your bag of weed and showing it to your friends. Dude, I did that one time. I had a substitute teacher and like one of my friends, Steve, Steve Tamu was on the podcast. He hey, was Steve. like, he was like, yo, I got this brooch. We can smoke it. But if you want to smoke it, you got to smoke it right here. And I was like, all right. And I like lit it under my desk and like the teacher was walking back and forth down the center of the classroom with our desks facing each other and the teacher walked past i hit it and immediately put it out and like passed it back to steve and then like he walked back the other way and i exhaled and then like he turned around and all of a sudden there's just this huge cloud of smoke <laughs> the wow. dude was looking around like what Did happened you get in trouble nobody fucking said a word no one said a word no even were you fat back then no that's when i was cool oh i, th- I thought maybe there were uh, if they snitched on you that you would eat them or something nope. like that i told you or shoot I took the school a bunch up. of i took a bunch of lsd realized what i was doing to myself drawing this negativity towards myself started smoking weed stopped drinking soda i got voted most changed in high school really oh yeah most changed yeah i was promised a picture of your fat days at some point well until then, a picture of Stig will do. Uh, no, but yeah, I will. Sh- I will. I promise, I'll bring you a picture. Uh, I'll bring it to a trivia night. What were you like in high school? Pretty much the same as I am yeah. now. I was a kid that took like all the really smart classes and did all my work. And you were an English teacher as well. Pretty much, <laughs> yeah. I basically, teacher. I mean, I have a couple <laughs> friends now that are like, I passed English because of Tori. Really? But. I hung out with a lot of the bad kids, and okay. I like always wore black. My math teacher used to call me the Princess of Darkness. Ooh, oh. kind of like that episode of Freddy's Nightmares. Yeah, very Which cool. One? Remember we the episode Safe Sex the that safe sex one? Justin yeah. was talking about. There was that goth chick, and they called her like the Wicked Witch, or they called her like some shit because she just wore black all the time. She was a babe. She was babe. All right. Yeah. Speaking of babes. 
two babes come up to Zeke. <laughs> I couldn't tell them apart sometimes. Well, one, so there is this girl, Greta, and she thinks that Zeke is cute like a lost puppy. And then her friend Clarice, not interested. Uh, so the girls go up to talk to Zeke and... Well, okay, she says, like a lost puppy, and then she's like, no, more like a puppy you have to take care of or clean up after. Yeah. I'm like, mm -hmm. that is what taking care of a puppy <laughs> is. Yeah, that's very true. They'd be like, having a baby, a little baby jewel, and being like, I like having a baby. Mm. But, but it's not like having a baby you have to wipe their ass. Which and is sometimes like, they make noise, yeah. and sometimes they cry. Oh, wait, oh. that comes with the territory. Yeah, exactly. It was, it was uh, problematic. So the girls go talk to him, and it's so funny. <laughs> they go, the first thing he goes, they're like, hi, how's it going? What happened? And he starts fucking just talking about science, uh, chemical reactions. It comes back later, and he goes, Magonite plus water equals explosion. And you're like... Kaboom, I think he said. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, uh, we're all very distracted by a baby. But uh, this is when uh, the custodian comes in, and I fucking laughed so hard. So the, the janitor, Charlie, comes in, and you can tell he hates his fucking life. And he hates Zeke. Oh, yeah. He's he like, knows Zeke, and he's like, he's like fuck. I've had to clean up after this fucking nerd so many times. Watch, this is like, this Zeke always has problems with volcanoes. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, every time there's a volcano project, he's always, like, fucking up. The volcano in his pants, <laughs> I'm going to bring up later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is funny uh, that this was uh, a hype, hugely hypersexual episode. Do you think so, dude? Like, just because there's for, a... the, for them filming it, so like they're all clearly like eighteen plus ish, maybe the actors. Uh, not not uh, not Zeke, but the women. <laughs> okay, okay, I gotta tread lightly <laughs> with this one. Listen, um, all we need to say is this: they were born. Before you were born, they're so older when than me. you watched this, okay, you, you know what? were a child. There's no disclaimer needed here, okay? okay. <laughs> My whole point is, throughout the episode, uh, we were talking when we were watching it. We were talking about um, how there's a lot of contact between. The two of them. I just thought that, like, when we were when I was watching with my uh, friend of the podcast, Marcus, we were um, remarking about how this kid is uh, a teenager, hormones are flying, and he's like pressed up against women in the Are bikinis. you talking about the actor? Yeah. Okay. Like during the filming, they must have to, like cut a lot and be like, "Fucking kid's got a boner again." Like, <laughs> well. Uh, I will say, I thought it was kind of funny that when he went to go to the swimming pool, he wore baggier clothes than he did before. They clearly learned when they were filming that they're, they're like, like ah, this kid keeps sporting a fucking three-inch boner. Not only does he have a huge fucking kid boner, he also has very erect nip nipples. Can we just put him in a larger baggy t-shirt? Wait, what? <laughs> very erect nipples. I have a nipple that is always hard. Let's see it. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's always wow. hard. It was pierced when I was younger. <laughs> you didn't know this? Yeah. Hey, I had, uh, I had, uh, I had pierced everything. I had a pierced nose, pierced tongue, pierced lip, ears. Don't give me that look. I didn't I have will. that pierced. Okay. <laughs> I everything you could do yourself somewhat safely. Okay. Uh, yeah. No, pierced nipple. 
my friend Nate got one when, uh, when we were like in seventh grade, and I thought it was the coolest thing. So when I was 20, I got my nipple pierced. So we did it ourselves with a safety pin. Oh, my God. Yeah, I'm cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cool people are always saying that about yeah. themselves. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Moving on. <laughs> oh, jeez. All right, so we got the custodian, cleans up all this shit uh, cool. that Zeke fucked up. Beaker uh, boy. Beaker boy. Uh, She's such a bitch. Clarice, Clarice. is a stone-cold bitch. Uh, she talks a bunch of shit about uh, Zeke and how he's, like, a nerd and stuff. Um, but Zeke has... Uh, has designs he's trying to put the moves on Clarice and he goes oh I have a surprise for you uh but I need to show you uh I need you to meet me by yourself in the boys locker room when school's not in session and would you have gone to that no yeah (laughs) you're like I didn't even want to fucking talk to you and at first you're like hey let me show you something after class I gotta show you by yourself, and I guess what she only agrees to it because he goads her into it by saying it's fun and. I think that it's about the swim team, right? Yeah, that she's on the swim team, and it has to do with that. Clarice mm-hmm. is on the swim team, uh, and the next thing we see is it's the next day before school, and they're in the boys' locker room, and I wrote, "What the fuck is Clarice wearing?" Because. This is the funniest outfit that I saw in this whole show. I don't remember. She's dressed like a 38-year-old woman. She's wearing a turtleneck and a fucking sports coat on top of it. I'm like, nobody, nobody dresses like that. I don't care if it's the fucking 90s in Canada. You don't dress like that. Like, uh, whoever the costume designer was fucking fucked up. And they're like, sorry, we don't have any clothes that a normal teenage girl would wear, but uh, you can wear this, (laughs) these grown-up clothes. It looks... Distracting. Yeah. I, I don't recall noting that, but in hindsight, yeah. Anyway. I was just distracted by what she said when she walked in. Like, oh, what? This is what you wanted to show me? Like, I haven't seen it before? Some variation oh, yeah. She makes an illusion like she's, like... Been in the boys' locker room. That's what yeah. I, I'm so saying. This whole there. episode is, like, hypersexual. <laughs> Maybe that's why it got such a high rating on IMDb. All the kids who watched it got all hot and bothered, didn't know what was happening. And it's fucking scary. It is. This is one that is legit scary, just like when we watched Tale of the Dark Music. Jab your notebook at I me? I was gesturing. And then threw it. Huh, I got a bad temper. Okay. Uh, so Zeke reveals a huge, secret, like gigantic swimming pool area that's been hidden behind a locker. For the last the what, coolest 30 secret year? door. Yeah. yeah. There's that like, was pretty cool. It's it like was a, cool. And then the sign said two pools. So two you, like, just in case you were, mm-hmm. you know, if it just said pool, you wouldn't know. But you're mm-hmm. like, oh, no, we're going to the pool through this door. Okay. We got Claire Reese. She's excited about this swimming pool. Uh, and then we see a really funny close-up of the custodian's face. And I was like, what? I just want to jump back real quick to how Zeke found that the pool was there. Yes. He calculated, like, the square area of the school the and figured out there's Jesus a whole bunch Christ. of space. You have nothing better to do with your time. Calculated the volume of the school. And instead of, like, saying something to somebody, it's like, well, I guess to go fuck gotta, around in the oh, boys' Oh, man, you got to save that to, you know, try and... and then, try to somehow... Uh, 
parlay that into some type of makeout. Is that what you're going to say? <laughs> no, just that it's like, oh, there's all this space missing. Well, obviously, it's behind those lockers in the boys' locker room. Yep. It's a secret door. Like, Which, like, you could, anybody could see that from the outside of the building, that there's a huge area. It's got windows. Yeah. I don't know. No, it seems strange. Mm, yeah. Not the most uh, problematic thing in this episode. Though. Okay, so... Uh, as uh, as Clarice and Zeke leave the the area, we see like the shape of a body like float up underneath a tarp that's kind of draped over this empty pool, and we see the custodian's face, Charlie, close up. And I was like, wait, was he in there the whole time? Like, so he knows about this. Now, first I was like, dude, he's fucking hiding in here. Watching the boys change in their locker room, spanking it, hanging out in this weird empty pool room. I mean, that's what we all thought, right? <laughs> that's what you were thinking about. <laughs> Whatever. I thought it was fucking very strange that they're like, Didn't Whoa, think about that nobody knows about this except for the, the dude who works here who looks like he was going through some shit. You know, he's processing some stuff. I kept on getting confused again about which girl liked him and which girl did not. Me too. They so, were, like, interchangeable to me. I even went back to the beginning of that episode they look, and still had a hard time they differentiating look them. like, practically the same. They have well, the same haircut. I, I said they were uh, Canadian Jennifer Connellys, basically. Like, from that time period, basically. They look, they're, like, the pulled back hair, the, like, the light blue eyes. I don't know. I, I, I mean, shit. I feel like Jennifer Connelly was, like, very, you know... Train stopping, you know, like beautiful. Like I don't feel like she's just a diamond dozen. No, I was saying like the Canadian version is gonna be like a bootleg version of it. Oh, <laughs> okay. Oh, is that of what it. the Canadian version is? I don't know. Less good than the original. Yeah, a little, you know, just dull down a little bit. Okay. Little That's more. like the Kmart version. Yeah. Okay. Oh man, Kmart. Okay. <laughs> I haven't thought about Kmart in years. It exists. Oh, and there's that weird little, like, first hint of romance between Clarice and Zeke, too, where she, like, leans forward and puts her finger on his lips. Uh Uh-huh. Yep, getting a point from Justin. That was uh, very weird. If a girl did that to you... Oh, I would ejaculate immediately. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, okay. That's what I thought. Just a a quick uh, census. The touch of a woman. (laughs) I've read about this in stories. Hmm. Uh, so, they cut away. We see that basically Clarice was such a pin in the ass that after just a matter of weeks, this, the pool has been repaired and now is in use. Just because they're like, oh yeah, she made such a stink about it that they decided to open it super quick. And now the girls swim team can use the pool. Was that before or after? Uh, there's a scene back in the classroom where Zeke is asking... I don't know which one it was about something and like a dude or a girl like pops their head around and I was like, oh, here's going to be a bully. Like was like, oh, you're hitting on her. And then no, nothing. It's the other girl. It's the other girl. Uh Her name is Greta. And she does. She was the one who thought he was a lost puppy, which I guess was a good thing. I don't fucking know. She said he was cute at the beginning. She used that word. She wanted to, you know. Hold hands or whatever the hell they do in middle school in nah. Canada. Uh, Zeke ain't about that. So 
we see the girls on the swim team. They're swimming around. We hear the Jaws-like theme again, and then they say that they smell something that stinks. Um, uh, and then this is that part that you're talking about. Yeah, we see Clarice in class, uh, and we find out that Clarice is stupid. Uh, she's evidently <laughs> going to be kicked off the swim team because her grades are so bad in chemistry. That's C minus. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's interesting because they make her seem, I don't know, like, I guess the comment that she made about being in the boys' locker room before made her seem kind of like a slut. Yeah. But I I don't know what what direction they were really going with her because at first it seemed like kind of a stereotype and then they're like, no, 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 she's she's actually nice. Yeah. Jewel agrees with me. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. So Zeke agrees to tutor Clarice. If she agrees to teach him to swim. All right. Only, again, only when school is not in session, at night, being alone. I mean, I don't know if Zeke is is setting all this up, but, I mean, he's got the right idea. Yeah, you know, he's... he's, I'm proud of Zeke. (laughs) And they set it up where you think it's something different. Because she asks what he wants in return, and he just smiles, and then it cuts... To them walking into the pool, and you're like, "What?" Did kids, you say? okay. So kids aren't getting these references, uh-huh. right? Back to my point about this whole episode being like, "Who is this for?" So much alluding. This this episode is for the babysitters who are watching the kids who are watching this episode. It's for the that's probably older on teens. There's probably that, that's probably on Pornhub. They're that's probably, a demographic, yeah, right? That's a demographic. <laughs> With how that's weird and thing. incestuous everything is now, that's that's easily like. A top 10 video on there. I'm sure it is, Tom. Settle down. Uh, so, at night, Clarice and Zeke get into this pool. Clarice uh, has stolen the keys from the swim teacher. But uh, I like how she says she stole the key. And then he's like, are we going to get in trouble? She's like, I haven't done anything wrong. Like, <laughs> like you just said you stole the key and from... broke breaking and entering, yeah. Yeah, a little B&E. Yeah, no big deal. Uh, so... They're breaking into the school with stolen king uh, keys to sit in a raft in mm. the swimming pool. Any thought on uh, how long it took them to inflate that raft? Yeah, sure. <laughs> no. Was the raft there, or did they bring it? Oh, you know, there's always a raft at a swimming pool. Yeah, and there, yeah, and in the '90s, uh, that was always there. No, what were you gonna say? Uh, the, the swimsuits were one of the most 90 things possible. How so? It's just like, it was the, I don't know how to describe it, but it's like the color. Baggy trunks? Uh, well, hers was like the really like high, oh, over yeah, the waist, uh-huh. like 90s, like kind of thing. Uh, and I was like, this is way too adult for this this girl to be wearing. I, I would, if that was my daughter and I was watching her at my swim, uh, her sw- <laughs> my swim event, her swim event, uh, I would... <laughs> For sure, be upset with the, the selection. But listen, this came on SNCC. That means Saturday night Nickelodeon. Mm-hmm. So it was after nine p.m. You know, if you, you see a you were a two, kid in were, a well one piece. You're right. Uh, two two bottles of Mountain Dew and <laughs> John's waiting for his brother to go to Zoom sleep. My, so my crank di- one out. My diabetic coma yeah. had not quite knocked me unconscious. Um. But yeah, uh, so Clarice asked Zeke why he's so afraid of the water, and we get a very uh, 
emotional monologue where he... The fuck was this about? <laughs> so dramatic. Uh, do you want to take us through it? I just had that he said he was swimming and he got caught in, like, his foot tangled in some plants. And yeah, then his brother plants. had to come and free, set him free. But uh-huh. my favorite part was where he said, like, I cheated it. It needed a second chance at me. Very good. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, he was swimming in a pond, got his foot tangled in a plant, and fucking freaked out like a little nerd. And... He said, luckily, uh, his brother saw it and untangled him. <laughs> like, his brother's just, like, scoping around the bottom of uh, a good pond. Good thing my brother was snorkeling in the pond, watching oh. my feet. Also, ponds, not great to swim in. I I um I used to have this, like, uh, family event we'd go to every summer. And they had a, a little pond that was, like, filled with, like, frogs and stuff. Cool. And it, we would swim in it every time, but we were the only family that did. Everyone else would be like, ugh. And I remember, like, in hindsight, like, I'd get in the water and come out, and I'd be, like, covered in dirt. And it was, like, you couldn't, like, open your eyes under the water or anything like that. It was horrible. So the the whole thing about, like, getting caught up in the, in the plants, as they called them, uh, kind of checks out a little bit. <laughs> All right, well, we got an authority on ponds over here. I am. All right. There's, like, pictures of me, like, getting out of the pond and being, like... I got a picture of me in a pond. You do? No, I was making fun of you. Oh. Okay. You've never been in a pond in your life. <laughs> Hell no. You're an anti-ponder. I've seen Stand Amateur. By Me. I'm not trying to walk, get in any fucking stagnant water. Am I right, hey. my mm-hmm, fellow mm-hmm, Stephen mm-hmm. King aficionado? Mm-hmm. Okay. So... After we kind of get walked down this memory lane with Zeke, uh, uh, Clarice tries to put his mind at ease. She jumps in the water, and somehow Greta, her jealous friend, has snuck into the, auto- the, the, the pool room, somehow gets into the pool without them noticing, swims to the middle of the pool without them noticing, and scares Clarice by gl- grabbing her leg and pulling her underwater. All because she's jealous of her? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, if I'm Zeke, I go and tag jealous friend. <laughs> and then come back for the, you know, the other one. <laughs> and just ruin their friendship for the rest of their life. I mean, I feel like that's a pretty common thing. Like when you're in high school or middle school or whatever they're at. It's like having a, a girl or a boy or whatever come between you and your friend. Like that's some serious shit. Do you ever oh, have yeah. that happen? I hear about it all the time. Oh, yeah. Well, it didn't seem like Greta and Clarice were that good of friends to begin with. No. No. But I do think Greta is one of the scariest parts of all of this episode. Because like, she she's would do stalking some... them in some way and obsessive over Zeke to, like, almost drown her friend as a joke. Yeah, because they establish her in the beginning. Gotcha. As, <laughs> like, and what... then she just leaves. Yeah. Exactly. Like, like I wrote that down. On the, it was like, okay, she's here. She's gonna be this weird. Like, they're gonna have this weird. Like, will they? Won't they? Who they? You know, which one? And then she's just gone, except for that one jump scare when she's in the water. Yeah, and that's the last we see of her. That is. All right, you guys. Let's take a quick break. Uh, we actually have a special treat. Uh, uh, Tori and Justin brought with them a couple pieces of candy. Chocolate. Uh, yes, chocolate. Let's let's make sure we have that stipulation nice mm-hmm. and clear. Uh, we always do gummies because that's what me and Tommy prefer. We're we're a couple fruity gummy guys. Not surprised by that. 
Uh, wow. Uh, Zing. Oh, man. That was, yeah. <laughs> Shots fired. All right. Uh, but uh, we have a couple uh, types of chocolate to try. So we'll try those. And when we come back from our break, we will do... Uh... <laughs> we'll that was do a little... me, by the way. <laughs> I know. Settle down. I know you're very excited. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll come back. We'll do a little candy talk right after this. <laughs> All right, and we're back from our commercial break. Uh, we tried some chocolates, uh, but these aren't just regular chocolates, are they? These are kind of uh, exotic. Yeah. Um, this is a company called Voyez. No clue. We have two different kinds of chocolate here. We have uh, one that's chocolate with bacon in it, and then we have another one that's chocolate with manchego cheese and cherries. Mm-hmm. Uh have you tried these before? No, we just saw them and bought them on the way over here at Whole Foods. Oh, oh a little nice. name drop there. Yeah, they're kind of expensive. I know. I saw Justin signing that it was $8. $8 a bar, yeah. Fuck. Mm-hmm. I guess that's a fucking market on it. Um, what do you think? I liked uh, the bacon one. Very, very bacony. Um, I didn't really get... Uh, too much of the cheese aspect of the other one, but maybe I just didn't get a piece that uh, had it in there. What do, you, what, do you, what do you think? I liked them too. The bacon one was really, really salty, so it was good, but in like small amounts. Yeah, that's how I feel. I mean, bacon in general is kind of like that for me now. Oh, I yeah. love bacon. I, I think most people do like bacon. Um, as you know, I was a very fat boy. What? Uh, my mother, whether... Uh, because she's completely insane, or because she actually thought this, told me I was allergic to chocolate. And I did not eat chocolate until I was 19 years old. On accident, I ate it. Thought I was going to die. So I don't have a taste for chocolate. uh, And I don't really know if I have the palate for it either. I ate this manchego cheese. Didn't taste the manchego in the chocolate. Didn't even taste the cherry, to be honest. Uh... And as for the bacon one, I, all I really tasted was like salty crunches. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I, Which I, is bacon. I know, but I didn't have like the savory, meaty sensation. It just tasted like chocolate with chunks of salt in it. Is there anything else that uh, your mom said that you were allergic to or anything? <laughs> like love? <laughs> Marriage? You mean all the things? Yeah. All the things uh, that I'm allergic to too. Yeah. My mom said I was allergic to um, having successful job and having yeah, a, uh, me too, me yeah, too, uh, a reciprocal loving relationship. Uh-huh. Uh huh. That's also- why we're gonna have uh, Tommy Junior someday. <laughs> well, clearly uh, made in a lab. No, made inside you. Okay. Well, it worked in the movie Junior. That's what I'm talking about, baby. Um, Are you sure you want one? <laughs> Oh, okay. Baby Jewel here is a delight. Um, Do we used to rate our candy? I think we just give it a thumbs up or thumbs down, right? Yeah. Would you buy this chocolate again? For $8 a bar? No. Okay. Uh, We got a thumbs up from Justin, I thought, yeah. Bacon. Okay. And the bacon. Well, okay. That sounds positive to me. 
I give it a thumbs down. I'm going to give it a thumbs down at $8. I feel like my palate is so unrefined that I have to hit it over the head with a bunch of sour sugar from gummies. Yeah. Okay. But oh, but thanks for bringing it over. Yeah, well, thank you. That, <laughs> that was why they're bringing you chocolate again. I know what a great. Uh, that's how you. That's a very classy guest move. Yeah, it is. They yeah. came in. They power moved us. Yeah, they made us really look like shit. Yeah, uh, it wasn't too hard. <laughs> <laughs> the bong being smoked and other things out on the table. Don't worry about things. Uh, so getting back to a. Uh, Tale of the Dead Man's Float. We just had Greta come in, pull a fucking smart-ass move, try to scare the shit out of Clarice, because uh, she was jealous, and... They start smelling then again. They smell the fucking stinky egg fart smell. What? They never explained why it's a... Why it smells like acid? Yeah. No, 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 no. Why it's, it smells stinky? Well, I know. It's like the smell of, like, sulfur. So uh, mm -hmm. me and my friends uh, would go to this place in a couple hours north of here called uh, Mount Lassen. It was a volcanic uh, national park. And as a result, they have, like, sulfur. sulfur. Yeah, they have, like, these little... I don't know what the term is. Uh... But they have these little geysers and things like that that have this smell. And as a result, my buddy, who has a cabin up there and had been going there since he was a kid, cannot eat eggs because it reminds him of the sulfur smell. So I know that's a thing, but I don't know how that's related to this monster. I don't like eggs because my brother used to make them every morning, like half a dozen eggs. I mean, he's fat now, but... Uh... <laughs> So, uh, so I the last I would I would wake up and and just walk down and have that that sulfur smell and I hate it. But yeah, I have no idea why that smell is there. But I think it was just uh, an easy method for them to build tension without having to show the the costume. The, but the also, monster. they needed to show, hey, Zeke has this knowledge of of chemistry mm -hmm. that is valuable and therefore seen as like. A reason to be attracted to him? I don't know. Is there a love story happening between Clarice and Zeke? I think there is, but I think mostly the smell is just like a plot device to move it forward. Because so when way. it smells like acid, then they you can't know how see to it. beat it. And that's yeah. why he's a, a little chemistry student. It's uh -huh. like, they need to have this tie-in. Uh, Zeke, when you were in, what are they, in middle school, high school? I, I want to say high school. Mm -hmm. High yeah. school. Would you have been into a Zeke? No. Probably. No. <laughs> a bad, were you more of like a bad boy? I wouldn't say that, no. Maybe okay. a little bit I would say that. Yeah. <laughs> You're into the one who, again, might be a serial killer or so. Not that bad. No. Well, I don't know. She wants to be killer, so she would kill like a regular person. She's not going to be attracted to a killer. I don't know. I feel Unless... like if I was into like something that I liked to do or want to do <laughs> you know date somebody with sh with shared S similarities. Yeah. similarities we both love murder yep couples that kill is that a documentary i don't know I'd, i might have made that God, i really want to see I it think that i mean that's a great name it sounded familiar it's not, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, fuck i gave it away all right well you're welcome netflix tori is already tori and justin are actually about Optioning to go do it, it right now book. yeah <laughs> so we see zeke uh uh, Clarice has, has convinced him to put his hand into the water, like, trying to soothe him, make him feel like it's okay. I know you had this traumatic 
childhood thing, and, and Greta just scared the shit out of you. So he puts his hand in the water, they smell the stink, and he's pulled into the pool. Which was awesome. Yeah, it yeah. was it's a like really cool uh, little bit. Um, when they said, when they when I first watched it last night, uh, they said, I thought they said, head, put your head in the water. Yeah, that's not like, scary. That's really bold first move to go. And then I also was like, you're going to mess up that hair, Zeke. He's and got, he's got the cut. He's got. It's almost like what is kind of cool now, just like a little shorter on the sides, and he'd be a tech bro out here. So we'd beat him up. No, he would. He'd probably buy a cocaine <laughs> or something. <laughs> so this is a scene that I thought was really cool. This is one of my first favorite scenes of the episode, where they're sitting in this raft, and the raft starts to get tossed all around. Oh man! And I was like, dude, this is legit scary because. You're like, you know there's this thing in the water, but you can't see it, and there's nothing you can do. And yeah. there's no way for you to escape, because you don't know if you're stepping into the you know, the belly of the beast, if it's if you're putting yourself in more danger or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was like, wow, great job, writers. This is exactly the thing that's going to fucking give kids nightmares. Like, this is pretty much what you're going for when you're writing a Are You Pray the Dark. Um, they get tossed all around, and they're thrown into the water. But luckily, they're saved by Charlie, the custodian. He's got the the pool skimmer. He puts it out to them, and luckily, they're okay. Okay. And this is the reveal. <laughs> this is a real, the reveal you were talking about where Charlie, custodian, gives this monologue. And I love this scene because this is where I was like, what is up? He looks ridiculous. His hair looks crazy. His bangs are super short. He looks like Jim Carrey from Dumb and Dumber. Like his bangs are like a, like a half an inch, and they put the bowl on his head and <laughs> yeah, he's cut got, right across it. He like has that like hundred yard stare. Like he's like reliving this memory, and he reveals that he was the lifeguard that the kid died back in nineteen fifty four. Okay, and I I made this point before, but uh, I love how. Back in 1954, he was wearing a shirt that said lifeguard on it. And oh, yeah, I really yeah. was hoping he would show up when it said, like, custodian or janitor on it. Master uh, of the custodial arts. Master, he's an absolute master. One of my favorite things that I love about this part is when Charlie's talking about it, both Clarice and Zeke have towels over their shoulders and they're drinking cups of cocoa. Uh-huh. Like, um, wait, it's like, we don't know if it was cocoa. Wait. Do you think they're drinking coffee? I don't know. I just wrote down, uh, don't drink what a janitor gives you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he goes, here you go with some of the bourbon I've been working on. Yeah, I've just been hiding in this pool for fucking 40 years, and yeah, hey... Yeah, by the way, I don't go home at night. I just Uh come here. I live here in the scary (laughs) pool where that kid died. Yeah, don't all fucking janitors live where they work? They have like a little cot. Uh, But no, he gives this monologue and I wrote, I was like, he's not a bad actor. Like, he, he, he brought it. Like, I don't know. Is it, this is what he's talking about, uh, his girlfriend's brother dying. Yeah, he goes, Mm -hmm. he goes, uh. My girlfriend's brother disappeared, and nobody <laughs> believed me about this creature in the pool till three more people disappeared. Uh-huh. And he says, uh, they built the swimming pool on top of an old cemetery. <laughs> okay, guys. And they moved all the bodies, but they must but have what? missed one. I wrote down, 
uh, after he says the three, he's like, no one believed me until three people disappeared. And I said out loud, I said, that's why I have this mustache. Because <laughs> he just has the most, I don't know, it was a very generic mustache. A working man stash. Uh, I had one of those. Uh, Zeke, I love a picture when they're building this pool, be like someone like digging and being like dead body, and like their foreman's like, ah, just build on top of it. Don't worry. <laughs> Don't worry That's, about that one. Yeah, it's uh, cool. Nothing haunted ever happens when you build on top of a dead body, right? I love. Uh, I don't know if you've seen an episode of South Park. There's a great South Park where they're like, oh no, yeah, it was built on top of an Indian burial ground. It's like. What you just buried, like built this place on top of them? It's like no, we dug up the bodies, pissed on them, and yeah. buried them upside down. <laughs> that's an early season one where um, yeah, that's an old one. Stan has the fish, or is it Kyle fish that I has the fish that wants to kill him? Like Indian hair tampons. I think you're thinking whatever. Of two it doesn't matter. Stuff. It's old, but yeah, it is hey, funny. Also, huh. shout out the tampons. Good job. Yeah. Hey, they're good things. <laughs> uh, Tom's had too much to drink. I'm not. I know. I'm just putting it Uh So Zeke Flip the table has over. the idea to uh, use some of his chemicals. Uh, so he breaks into the chemistry lab, having already broken into the swimming pool and school in the middle of the hey, night. They've still done nothing wrong, probably, in their no. minds. No, to them it's well, perfectly Charlie's fine. Well, Charlie's there now, right? He's the janitor, so yeah. it's not breaking in anymore. <laughs> it's like, hey, we just went with the old liquored up janitor who's been here. Do you think Charlie actually even, like... Works for the school? Yeah. <laughs> He's just been hanging out in that pool wearing a janitor's outfit yeah. today. <laughs> He's got a number on the back of his shirt. <laughs> Number four, Charlie, the janitor. Yeah, he's got like a, he's like in a work release program from the local yeah. jail. Like, it's like, yeah, in the daytime, you can go here and clean up kids' puke at the local high school, but you gotta be back at night. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't go back. He, no. He stays there. He stays there and whacks off in fucking empty that's, pool room. That's your fantasy. <laughs> So uh, this is great. Uh, Zeke grabs a bunch of chemicals and he's talking and explaining it to Charlie and Clarice. And while he's doing that, he's wearing these goggles and huge rubber gloves, but neither uh, of them are. And he only uses them to like drop this chemical in oh, there. Yeah, he's like, so if like, I drop the... this chemical in the water, it will turn whatever this acid thing is red and we'll get a nice red photo or like some he uses some terminology like that and he pours this chemical in the water and it starts taking shape it's like a weird cloud in the water and what was what was like the why was this thing only visible with this chemical reaction because it's like made of water it's like made of liquid so it's like it is like an evil spirit taking over the water and like zeke is like what does it look like he looks down in the water, and then it reaches out and pulls him in. But didn't we see the body uh, when they first find the pool? When they first find the pool, you see, like, the silhouette of, like, a, some something's back. But, uh -huh. like, you don't see any of its extremities, no limbs, no head. It just looks like, it looks like a torso, right? Yeah, it looks like a head and a back and, like, a butt just barely coming out of the water, mm, and that's butt, it. hey. Settle down. Hmm. Uh, but yeah, this is, they pour this chemical yeah, in there. That's and why this she is, picked the episode. This is when we get, you already said it was a very Randy episode. I didn't say Randy. That's well, whatever. Let's, hmm. I said it was sex-charged teens. Okay. Nothing wrong with that. 
We see our first uh, image of the monster from this episode. Tori, can you walk us through a, a brief description of this? Is this what you remembered when yes. you thought of this episode? Yeah, it's fucking horrifying. It's like this deep red from head to toe and it's got this long stringy hair that's disgusting and like, like covers its whole face like sausages almost so it's kind of weird like the things hanging off of it were like meaty looking. it looked mm -hmm. i it looks like a decaying corpse with yeah. like tattered red rags hanging from it and like it reminded me like, I remember watching this when I was a kid and thinking it thought, like, for some reason it reminded me of, like, a pirate or something like that. It just had, like, maybe it, I thought, yeah. like, the billowy, like, shirt or something. But mm -hmm. it seemed like there was a lot of, like, fabric hanging in. I don't know Davey if Davy Jones from uh, the, the shitty Fires of the Caribbean movie. But this was before that came out. I know. Like, I'm just saying that that's what it looks like. Okay. All right. I'll bite my head off. I felt uh, like some of the stringy stuff was like supposed to be seaweed too. Oh yeah, maybe. Like maybe. almost like when Zeke talks about how he got oh. his foot caught in the plant, yeah. like that's some kind so of. So do you guys that. think that this was somehow tangentially related to Zeke's childhood? I don't. Fears? He connects it right because he said. It wants me. I cheated it last well, time. Well, here's what I'm saying. If it wasn't for Zeke talking about this story and recounting this thing to Clarice, if somebody else had said, hey, I have a way to identify this and see it visually, would it still look like that? Is that really what it looked like? Or is that his interpretation of it being projected like onto an incarnation? Like a Potter in Harry Potter? Yeah, kind of like whatever your fear is, that's what it becomes. Exactly. <laughs> I'm just curious because, like, thinking back on what I what you just said, um, I don't know because the thing was around 1954, mm -hmm. and uh, Zeke's incident obviously didn't happen until you know a couple of years behind the story takes place, so in mid early 90s. So I don't know why. Oh, I guess you don't know. I think it's maybe it's the way he sees it, and that's why this thing shows up like that. But. Well, I'm not. Well, so yeah, okay, so it clearly, if it had been buried underneath this thing, it would have decomposed beyond the point of having any bodies or cloth or anything like that by the time 1990, bottle. whatever it came out. So it's either the way that it perceives itself or it's the way that one of them perceives it, right? Mm. I don't know, maybe I'm putting too much thought into it, but I whatever it thinking is. Greta it, was gonna come back and have be like involved in this, be, like be the monster or something uh -huh. like that. We have I to mean, talk about Greta. If at the this end was again. like okay. a Scooby Doo, it it would be her. But it looks fucking terrifying. And what I love is it just raises out of the water. It like goes straight up. It doesn't like splash around or anything. It just mm -hmm. is like on some type of like hydraulic lift, and it looks like yeah, a decomposing body in tattered rags. So Charlie uh, and Clarice they run away. Zeke grows a pair and fucking is like, all right, I gotta attack this thing and uses like the pool skimmer to like- Which is somehow magical? No, he's, he, no, it's a regular pool skimmer. But there's like a weird, like when he swipes at him, it does this like weird, like not reaction. But it goes, so yeah, he swipes right through him because it's made of liquid. Mm -hmm. Oh. That so him. that's why it just goes to show. Yeah, like, that was the whole thing, because it's like, well, how are we going to kill this thing that is part of its environment? That oh, okay, okay. I apologize. It's okay. Whole episode's validated. Everything checks out. 
So they find out that the monster's made of liquid and Charlie flips out. He starts going catatonic from the shock. Uh... What the <laughs> fuck happened here? They're like, oh, okay, let's lay him down on this bench. You come in the room with with uh, with Zeke, and he's he's got his arms crossed uh-huh. like a mummy, yeah. and he's like getting laid down, and she's like, yeah, and he's, he's like, in shock. <laughs> oh, I didn't know you were a nurse too. Sorry. Yeah, you know, basic uh, nurse classes that go to all kids who go to school in Canada. Uh, and, okay, whatever. Well, when he comes back too, he's just like comes walking out of the room, being like. It's okay, I'm fine now. I <laughs> just had to have a couple mugs of bourbon yeah. to cut myself back on. Uh, I had some more of my janitor drink that I gave you guys earlier. <laughs> and it's like fucking janitor Mike, Michael Doom. Jackson's fucking whatever fizzy lifting drink he gave yeah. to those kids. Um, oh, jeez. So, Tori. <laughs> that was that was Tori, by the way. They made it anyways. So, Tori. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I just keep laughing. Uh, so, Tori, this is the scene actually that you talked about that said gave you a fear of drains. Yeah. So, uh, why don't you want to take us through this one? So, they go into the locker room and they're sitting there trying to figure out what they're going to do. And then you see this drain that's in any locker room the or like room. any school bathroom. Um, and then red liquid starts seeping up Jelly. from the bottom and coming up through the drain. And the next thing you know, the fucking monster's right there behind do they, him. Do they remark on any spell when it's coming through? I mean, it's a boys' locker room. Yeah, <laughs> so probably spelled that. Like, no, I was gonna be cum, like, cum stained socks and farts. <laughs> They're like, no, Charlie's already catatonic and has shit his pants at this point, so they don't mm-hmm. notice the fucking stink of eggs. Um, but they run away, and this is... Um, oh, when, it smells like the custodian in here. So, okay. all Everybody in this episode, except for Greta, has a character arc. And this is when we see our first one. We go, oh, Clarice, who was dumb and knows nothing about chemistry, has now learned, hey... We have this chemical that has this reaction where you have the boom. Clarice has used her science knowledge. And she's about to open up this bottle. I love this scene. This scene is so ridiculous. It doesn't make it's sense. A, it's like a tension building. It's it's a ticking clock device they use in movies where it's like, okay, we got to do this quick, but what's happening? And then she's like putting on her rubber gloves so she doesn't burn her hands because Zeke's like, no, you can't use that chemical. It's no, going to burn her it, hands. That's why it, he knocks it out of her hands. He knocks uh-huh. the chemical into the pool. Into water, uh, which is moisture, by the way. It's closed. But yeah, she she decides, oh, I'm going to go ahead and jump into the fucking pool. She strips down real quick. She, like, tosses off. I didn't mean it <laughs> like that. You mean he tosses off? Um, no. Uh, <laughs> but, uh... W- w- I don't know if you noticed, like, she jumps, she, she takes her clothes off in front of him and jumps in, and the next scene is... The monster in the water. Well, the monster in the water, but the, the next time you see uh, Zeke, he's, like, bent over in the clearly hiding a boner hiding position. A boner. And I, was, I wrote down, uh, tuck that thing in your waistband, buddy. Come on now. Yeah, pro tip. <laughs> pro tip. Get that thing up near your belly button, baby. No, so this is... Sorry. Zeke's... 
character I'm arc. So, I just I can't look at Tories sometimes. I say these things. Like, no, Zeke. I'm learning things. Zeke? As a lady, I would have never realized. You knew, wait, that's you knew what about that though, right? No. The waistband. I shirt? mean, like in yes, the waistband thing, but I didn't oh. know in that moment that like. Well, like I just figured like to... this actor. Tom like, is always watching boys' crotches whenever we watch <laughs> for their own safety. <laughs> <laughs> He's just like, he's just a regular Charlie. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta make sure they're, hey, now. <laughs> gotta make sure they're clean. Just because I work at that elementary school <laughs> as a janitor that was a lifeguard at 50 years ago. For free. For free. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't like the joke either. Well, this is where we see Zeke's character arc because... Zeke <laughs> is now overcome his fear of water and dives in the pool. I wrote down, uh, you know the Harry Potter thing, like, you're a wizard, Harry? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I wrote that you're a swimmer, Zeke. Okay. Because <laughs> he, just, he just picks it up. He takes, like, a long leap, too. He jumps way he out there. He goes in for it. You've got a boner, swim. Zeke. And, uh, <laughs> you're the man now, dog. Yeah. You have a boner, Zeke. <laughs> <laughs> Tuck that away, Zeke. Uh, yeah, so we get to the end here. Clarice puts on the gloves in time. Uh, Charlie uh, is able to uh, complete his character arc. He's by... back. He's back. He's completely fine. He's... He just needed a little rest. He got over his shock. <laughs> clug, clug, clug. What do you think of Charlie? Was he... Was, was he necessary for the story yes i felt that there was no with the exception of greta there is no extraneous characters there is no fat left in this episode that they couldn't trim i thought it was very concise i'll save this till the end but yes uh this is really this is charlie's so too yeah charlie gives them all the backstory they need to know about the pool and yes. why the monster's there and the kid okay who died without the him others. they would have had to do a lot of research. Oh, it's we found scary, the grave, yeah. or yeah, you know what I mean? there would have been a lot. There would have been a lot to, to like put in there, a lot of exposition or something like that. Exactly. So okay. now okay. Charlie is redeemed because now he has saved Zeke, just like he couldn't save his girlfriend's little brother. So he has his character arc completion. So he's all good. The monster. Uh, is exposed to this chemical, he starts tripping out and dying and like vibrating and like all the smoke comes out and I was like, this is almost scarier <laughs> than it was when he was, was alive. This was good. It was cool. Um, so, okay. The little, real quick. So then we have the the way they wrap it up where Zeke and Clarice are uh, snuggling in the little lifeboat thing. Yeah, the raft. The raft. And it looks like they just fucked. Yeah, way, that's like the way a girl lies on you after you just yeah. after you just dicked her down good. Well, okay. So this is so what Stig says. Stig uh, is uh, his narration pipes back in at the end. Do you have it? Uh, what you're talking about? Uh, she showed him. <laughs> There were more fun things to do than study all the time. Yeah, Clarice decided. What the fuck other meeting besides getting. Boned. Yeah. Is there, though? No. I, I, I couldn't... I, Are we all in agreement here? They pretty much... Stig was like, they boned. Yeah. They okay. fucked right in that lifeboat. That's what I'm saying. That'd so be cool this, to do. I mean... I fucked up... Oh, okay, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, anyway. Okay. Uh, but, yeah. So, 
we find out that they're now together, and it's so funny. Yeah, they Stig goes. She showed Zeke that there was a lot more fun to do than have than just studying all the time. And then she jumps in the water, and he's. What They're the fuck? sitting he's on the side. Yeah, he's, he's reading, reading a book. A book. It, it, I don't think the raft is even in. No, the pool. it's uh, next to the water. Uh-huh. It's like a. It's okay. Like, I I I like was thinking back and being like, wait, was it just sitting? Like, so he's not over his fear. No, of but water. Well, he's, you know he's you know he's he's a man of logic. He's a he's a true man now. <laughs> the only water he likes comes out of vagina. Oh Jesus. Uh. But yeah, that's the end of the story within a story. And then just as far as wrapping up the Midnight Society bits, uh, they basically, all the members of the Midnight Society talk about... Okay, wait a second. What? I think you... No, 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 Tori, go for it. I was just going to say we have to talk about Greta again, that she just never comes back into things. She never comes back. And so on the one hand, she's a fucking psycho because of being in the pool and scaring them. But on the other hand, you also kind of feel bad for her because she had a crush on him, yeah. and her friend was like, "Ew, no, yeah, no, absolutely." And then screwing in the lifeboat. Yeah, totally. She she was the one who's like, "I want to, you know, I want this to take this guy's virginity." I'm assuming virginity. You don't know Zeke. You might get a lot of play, but um, <laughs> uh, she's the one who's like, "Oh, I I sympathize with this person. I think he's more than just this nerd. He's a person that's cool." And then she turns into someone who's just like jump scaring people and gone. Mm-hmm. And I would like the one to who's see like the, the, a spinoff episode where the sister of the boy who died in 1954 grooms Greta to be a psycho killer, and they like work together as like mentor and like you know Dude, apprentice. The new season coming back. Could oh it my happen? God, that'd be so great. Uh, yeah. But, See but a grown-up Stig. I kept on waiting. <laughs> I kept on waiting for a Greta tie-in at the end. Mm-hmm. No, because usually they had like they do these really like heavy-handed things where you're like, oh, okay, this person's gonna Dude, be. Dude, I that. wonder if there was something cut. Like uh, what? I don't know. So the 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 versions that we watched are all bootleg online things. They have never released DVDs with. You know, high definition yeah, and uh, I think reprints or deleted on, scenes on Netflix, or any of that. it's like season six plus is the only thing on there. For they Andrew don't. Dark. Yeah, they've never. Oh, no, Goosebumps. Never mind. Well, well they've never done any legit uh, releases of this oh. show. That's one of the reasons why it's so popular is because people only have really terrible video quality or their memories to rely on. But yeah, that would be uh, that'd be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. So we cut back to Midnight Society. Midnight Society. And they're making the the or nay for our, Stig. our good friend, uh, John. I mean, sorry, Stig. Uh, <laughs> Fuck off. And, uh, you know, they do this, this classic thing of being like, we don't think we... And he's like, oh, whatever. And they're like, no, but you can come back and do another yeah, one. It's like a weird probationary period. And I was but like, fuck during this. this uh-huh. He, this is when he eats the dust. He grabs the bag of... What do they call it? I don't know if they call it anything, yeah, but it's the shit that they throw in the fire every time they say, the tale of the... If it was John, it probably it, it was like Cheeto. The tale of the missing two liter of soda. Yeah. <laughs> or they're just like the, the Cheeto dust that the you're The tale eating. of the mysterious stretch marks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, but he, I, I'm like, what writer was like, yeah, we'll just have him 
really like 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 clearly we knew through this entire episode that he is this grungy outlier character who is not relatable no one really likes and they're like no 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 we really need to establish the fact that that sorry touching things that that he is a weirdo well one of the things that they established from the very first episode of are you afraid of the dark is that they say we're not friends we don't go to the same schools we don't have the same groups of friends we only have in common that we come here to tell scary stories at midnight in the middle of the fucking woods of toronto or wherever the hell they film it and like that was the thing so i mean it makes sense but they of, say early on that like, oh, I know him. He's a grime. Yeah, I want to know. That's the thing. So he's the total first puke. episode, mm-hmm. yeah, I know that was the thing. Again, it kind of negates the lore of the Midnight Society, but at least whatever. It's I think the whole idea of the Midnight Society by this point. This is season five. They only did season seven seasons, and by this point, this is when Tucker. The little brother who was added in last to the Midnight Society. the glasses society. one? No, he was the kid. The oh, yeah, yeah, the one who brought him. Yeah, who yeah, 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 yeah. He becomes the main character of the later seasons because he's the only original actor from doing that. Yeah. But I'd love to see Gary in the reboot. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, they so they, they give him his chance to come back. Uh, I would like to see if they actually did or not. Oh, I'm um, sure they did. Um, so yeah, uh, that's the episode. It was a great one. Um, let's uh, let's do our ratings. Let's do a rating. Alright, Tori, so let me go first. Uh, just for any new listeners out there, they, the way that it works is it's zero to ten creepy crawlers. Ten being the best. Uh, we use creepy crawlers because that's some dumb shit they're we creepy. made up. Yeah, yeah. I tried one once. The the creepy crawlers. I tried to eat one. Oh, they're made of rubber. Yeah. Okay. Explains a lot. But yeah. Anyway, uh, so, you know, uh, there's a few things that factor in here. It's, you talk about, I mean, obviously there's nostalgia, there's overall execution, there's a storyline and everything, but um, feel free to rate it however you'd like. Okay. So I'm just going to give it a 10 because I know, I know, I know, but. It really <laughs> held up to what I remembered. Very good. And so it, like, really, I don't know, hit me in that spot kind of of, like, this is still scary. Like, I told John at Trivia last week, I have anxiety about watching this again. I just texted her, a, like, a still frame of the episode, and it was just literally the words on the screen, yeah, uh, the Tale of the Dead Man's Float. And she's like, I have anxiety just from looking at the title of this episode. My God, that's amazing. Tommy I, is floored right now. Ten, I, I, I put my hands on it over... I, I'm, I'm ecstatic, well, here's actually. what I'm thinking, too. So, I also feel like the ending of it and Greta not coming back gives you an opportunity to, like, carry it on and make it crazy. Mm-hmm. Like, there could be a follow-up episode where Greta comes back after Clarice because she stole the guy she was Absolutely. <laughs> the uh, sequel no potential. kid is asking for. Except for uh, a couple 30-year-olds. And... <laughs> yeah, just us. Um, okay, yeah. So, oh, man, that's that awesome. That is a fucking... That's a whopper. Humdinger, yeah. yeah. That is a I score. I loved it. I wow. love... No, that's... The first one ever, I believe, right? Tommy, why don't you go next? 
Okay. Um, I never seen this one growing up, so my nostalgia score. Oh, really? No. Okay. I, I, never I, I know that you, because I remember the first one we did was Tale of the Dark Music that you did see and did scare you. Yeah. And I remember that was one of the things we talked about. Scared little boy. That was one of them. Mm-hmm. Had you seen this as a boy, would you have been scared? Um, I don't think so. Really? I think because I grew up on a lake, which was much more inherently scarier. Because it was murky. Yeah, well, it just because like, there's much more, like, like uh, on a pool, there's usually lights in there, so you can see everything. But that's not, what made I'm this not, so the scary. It's invisible. invisible. No, no, anyway. okay, okay. That's what, we, that being said, <laughs> I would have been scared to a certain point, okay. but not as scared if it was, like, taking place on a lake or something like that, where I would be in, in another water place, okay? Um, so I don't have a lot of nostalgia attached to it. Um, I did think the story was pretty great. Yeah. Uh, I like the little, like, I, I criticized it earlier, but I did like the 1950s little tie-in to show the janitor link with the It was a very easy way to, first of all, make you invested in the character, but also give you that backstory. And it was quick. It yeah. wasn't mm-hmm. drawn out. It got right from 1950 right to present mid-90s. And um, I thought the, the costume was amazing. The the monster costume was perfect. Zeke was well cast. Couldn't tell the difference between the two broads. Um, <laughs> I really did uh, actually enjoy everything about this episode. And as, as far as Are You Afraid of the Darks go with the Midnight Society, great fun little kind of, you know, showing a little backstory of how they get in, how yeah, they get yeah, out kind yeah, of thing. Yeah. Uh, Frank missing, kind of a bummer. We don't miss him. I don't know. He was kind of funny. Are you kidding me? No, that was I, one... fuck Frank. Get All him right. out of here. All right. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm gonna go with an eight and a half. Oh shit! Because this one was a fucking rocker, and especially. <laughs> Because what we did recently with all this Freddy nightmares bullshit, so that's... this might just be uh, uh, because I've seen this garbage lately. But I think this one was very well executed, and uh, yeah, that's it. I, I eight point five. Wow, high rating for me. Very, very. Uncritical. Is that your highest rate? No, I think I gave something a nine once. Oh, Jesus, our well... fans on our Wikipedia page will <laughs> figure that out for us. Yeah, because I was wondering the same thing. So just to wrap it up here, we did just watch some really bad episodes of Freddy's Nightmares. I was wondering that too. I was like, is this a palate cleanser? Is it, you know, drinking champagne after drinking, you know, diarrhea? Uh, I don't know. Jesus Uh, Christ. Is that a a phrase? (laughs) It is now. Uh, Have you done that before? So breaking it down. Yeah. This story did not have any bullshit in it. Nothing that I was like, wait, what? What's happening? I was, it was concise. It was effective. Uh, it really did a great job of heightening. And every time they would show one thing, it would up the ante. It's like, oh, I smell something. And the next time it's like, oh, I see something. And it did really a great job of having you, the viewer, 
picture it before you did the reveal. And when you did, it was worth it. It was scary. It was one of those pictures that's like burned into your consciousness. You're like, hell yeah. Yeah. And as far as Are You Afraid of the Darks go, yeah, this is one of the scarier fucking things that there is. And really I good. like that they don't shy away from it. It's not mm -hmm. once kind of hazy in the dark. No, it's very clear, it's well lit, and they show it the whole time they run the credits with the cool Are You Afraid of the Dark reprise music going mm -hmm. in the back. Uh, we all love that song. Um, anyway, yeah. Was it funny? Yeah, I laughed at Charlie quite a bit. Yep. Uh, was it scary? Yeah, it scared me. Do I have any real criticisms of this episode? No. What do I think about it? Oh, God. Again, I'm going to have to use the same logic I did last time. Okay. Because we're not done doing all these shows. I don't know what the future will bring. I don't know if I can give it a 10, but I'll give it a fucking 9. A 9? Yeah. You 9-spotted it? That's right. Oh, my God. This is a fucking... It, it, it crushes. This fucking rules, dude. Yeah, so... Uh, very high scores all around. I think this might be the highest scoring one we've had uh, from all three scores. I'm going to have to tuck scores. my boner into my pant, <laughs> my waistband. <laughs> Is that why you're hunched over? Uh, and wearing your swim trunks? Alright. Well, that's uh, this episode of the show. Yeah. Uh, uh, Tori, do you want to plug, really plug your YouTube channel? Mm. Um, if you want to go check it out and hear some classic books, then it's Miss Elliot Reads on YouTube, and it's Elliot E L I O T. One L one T. One L one T. One L one T. I fucked that up. So um, it's like uh, Coca Cola. It's classic. Oh okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, go check her out. Um, go listen to some books get read to you. Um, if you're reaching out to us. Uh, we are at shortandspooky at gmail.com and on Twitter we're at shortandspooky. Any uh, last words you want to leave us with um, this week? No. Bart. Uh, you said these random words last week. I'm the devil.